Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So we finally saw Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform. Actually, we saw him in three uniforms. Which one did you like the best? And where does Brady rank this year among NFL quarterbacks? Chris Sims says he's 15th in the league. Duffel bags. Byron Leftwich doesn't know anything about no duffel bags. Some first take stories, and we discuss all of that with Tom Jones, my former radio partner and longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud, along with producer Steve Burst. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to have our uh, popular mailbag segment later this week, but you can go ahead and get started on that with your questions. Here's what you do. Just submit them to the to us on Twitter, at Sports Day TV is how you reach us, at Sports Day TV. You can reach me on Twitter, at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. Tommy, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm good, and, and I felt even better, um, you know, on Tuesday because this was the the much anticipated, long awaited, finally revealed photographs of Tom Brady <laughs> in not one, not two, but three different combinations of Bucks uniforms. He is indeed a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and no longer wearing the blue of the Patriots. Did you see any of these uh, these images? Have you have you looked at what's your what's your thoughts about? I Brady? saw I saw the one the darker one. Whatever. Yeah, the pewter, yeah. the pewter, yeah, yeah. the the color rush as they call it. Right, right. I saw that. Yeah. That's the only one I've seen so okay. far, and it looked weird. Right. I mean, yeah. It's I I I I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew the day would be here when he would uh, he would be in a Bucks uniform. I still don't feel like it's real though. You know, it's funny. I was watching the other day, and I'm sure we'll get into this at some point where it looked like baseball. There, there's a minute there, and maybe the minute's still going on, where baseball may not come back. Mm-hmm. And people were looking at, like, looking back at Mookie Betts' career with the L.A. Dodgers, and it's just him in a uniform. And yeah. I'm hoping the same thing does that with Brady. Like, <laughs> we're just going to be looking at football cards, you know, not an yeah. actual game at some point. Well, but I don't know. Cards. Like, yeah. yeah, like him in a him in a Bucks uniform, like, it looks better than, this doesn't feel like, you know, Emmett Smith in a Cardinals uniform or O.J. in a, Giants or 49ers uniform. I mean, it looks okay, right? You saw it. What do you think? No, uh, look, I I mean, what can't Tom Brady wear? That's that's why I'm you know, we I mean, you know, I mean seriously, we've seen some outfits. I mean, his wife Giselle of course is a model and you know, he does the Uggs. He could and, be a model, yeah. And he absolutely is, you know, a, a good-looking man. Um just ask my wife and and so um, you know, he 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 looks he wears the uniform well, any uniform. It's hard to pull off red. I got to be honest with you. Like red is not everybody's cup of tea. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't wear it. Uh, certain people can, but uh, but yeah, Brady Brady looks good and everything. Of course, as you know, Tom, I saw him in the Buccaneers helmet, and we published those photos in the Tampa Bay Times even before these. And I wasn't wearing a complete uniform. He was wearing the the orange, um, you know, like non contact, right? Yeah, yeah. But he was but he was wearing the helmet. Um, so there was that. But no, this was. Uh, you know, and, and I and it does. It makes you it makes you stop and think. Like, you know, we saw Peyton Manning as a Bronco, 
right? And that doesn't seem weird to me anymore. But no, I'm sure no, if right. you were from Indianapolis, you thought, <gasps> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and I can only imagine, you know, what the folks in New England, um, you know, were probably retching when they when they saw you know that those photographs because it is it is a bit surreal. But you mentioned Emmett Smith. I covered his last game with the Cardinals. He wasn't Emmett Smith then. He was a shell of his former self. Um, you know, and and you can go back further than that in any sport, really. But I mean, you know, you had what uh, Johnny Unitas was a Charger, Joe Namath was a Ram. You know that right. kind of thing. Franco Harris was a Seahawk. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's very I interesting. Do. <laughs> I don't remember him playing for the Seahawks. Nobody sure does really, because that's <laughs> that how happen? bad he was at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry Rice played for the Seahawks for a minute, but, which I also forgot. I remember him yeah. with the Raiders. He was in training obviously. camp. Yeah. yeah. I believe he was in training camp, um, and uh, there was uh, he, he played played several teams. Of course, the Raiders. You mentioned he was in the Super Bowl. He actually played okay with the Raiders, though he wasn't like completely just yeah, right. you know washed up or something. We remember like Willie Mays way back in the day with the New York Mets, right? You know, uh, getting Which called out at seem, home plate. I guess it didn't seem totally weird just because he had played New, back York, in New York early York, in his yeah. career, so he was yeah. just back. It was sort of like a you know homecoming of sorts. You know what's funny about that when you when I see those photos, like, I remember I was I was young when he was. I think it was in the seventies, and um, there's this you know the iconic photo. He got thrown out at home plate. Yeah. I thought he was like 55 years old. <laughs> Turns out, and this is no exaggeration, turns out he's like 39. I know, right. <laughs> it's like, he's a young man. I, I mean, thought, I thought, I thought of, uh, that reminds me of, I saw, I was watching, on, or I looked on Twitter the other day, and Super 70 Sports, I don't know if you guys follow Super oh, 70 it's Sports. Oh, it's a great, great site. It's yeah. tremendous. It's, it's just, uh, it's hilarious. But they had a picture of Sparky Anderson. Remember the old manager? Yeah. Oh, yeah. From like, this would probably look like 1977, when he would have been like 38 years old. But so with the, the big red machine then, right? Right, right. But the yeah. photo there was, here's Sparky Anderson, which just proves he was perpetually 57 <laughs> years old. Like, he looked 57 <laughs> he his entire life. You look, know? He had white hair. I mean, that was the thing about Sparky. He always right. had like white, gray, white hair. So he looked like, he looked 57 when he was 37, and he also looked 57 when he was like 67. Like, <laughs> yes, he was always the same. Yeah, but it's funny when you think back about guys that, who were older than us. I remember George Blanda when we were and this uh-huh. is going way back. George Blanda was he felt like he was seventy five years old, you know. Yeah. When we but he was like he's younger than we are now. You know who turned fifty? He was younger than Tom Brady when he when he uh, I think when he when he quit playing or around that true. same age. Yeah, I think that's true. I th- I think I saw on Tuesday Phil Mickelson turned fifty. Fifty, yeah, fifty. Which is you know. Again, he's one of those guys that's just – I mean, Tiger's coming up on that age in a, in a few years. Yeah, he I is. Mean, um, With Tiger, just, though, he's aged, I mean, because of the hair loss, right? I mean, he, yeah. he you can see through the years, um, you know, with the receding hairline. And, of course, those guys wear hats. I mean, it's not, you know, not all that evident until they get to the 18th green and they take it off to shake hands. But, um, but, but Mickelson has actually gotten in better shape as he's gotten older, as has Brady. Well, and that's the you thing. Know. Like these guys can play late, so late into their careers. Now you look at a guy like Tom Brady. He doesn't feel for how old is he now? Forty two. Forty three. He'll be forty three. I'm sorry, he's forty. Probably forty two now. He'll be forty three by the time he plays. Like when we when we remember George Blanda being that age, we were like, he's so all he could do is kick, and he was so old, and he he looked that age. And guys, you know, and same thing with like remember we made a big deal. Nichols, Jack Nicholas won the Masters. He was forty eight. Yeah. Like, he, that seems so old, but when you look at these guys now, like a Tiger's going to be 48 in a couple of years here. Yeah, it's or no few, big deal. Yeah. yeah Phil Mickelson, yeah. like if I told you right now, Phil Mickelson will win 
the Masters whenever it gets played. We wouldn't be like, really? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah okay, I could see Phil Mickelson winning the Masters. Yeah. And I guess that's probably just the way, you know, just the way athletes are these days. They, I think so. And, and, and when uh, Nicholas won, um, they called him, he was then the Olden Bear. Remember that? Yeah. Golden Bears and the Olden Bear. And, um, and that's, you know, it's funny, you mentioned uh, George Blanda. I don't know why these images pop in my head, but you may not, you probably would not remember this. You're probably back in, in Pittsburgh at the time. Um, around the time George Blanda was still playing for the Raiders, towards the very end of his career, um, you remember punt, pass, and kick, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that still goes on or not, but they used to have it, you know, across the NFL. And the idea was every NFL city would have a contest, and then, you know, eventually you'd end up at the Super Bowl like Andy Reid throwing the, <laughs> the ball when you're By six the way, five, 12 year old. If you haven't seen if you, I, I urge anybody who has oh, never seen best. it, just Google Andy Reid punch, <laughs> uh, punt, pass, and kick. It is the most hilarious thing you've ever seen in your life. You know, they actually there was a there's somebody I, I wish I paid more attention, but there was somebody that actually went back and did a story about that very thing, about that very event, the pump pass and kick event with Andy Reid, and he's he's like thirteen, twelve or thirteen, and, and he's 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 a good four feet taller than the next guy, and the guy behind him, it turns out like he had guys that were actually kind of buddies of his. Um, that were also competing, and they actually found some of the guys that competed with him in that. In that, I would cast. watch a, a really ten good part story. Netflix series on that. <laughs> would if they you? Made it. Yes. What if I told you? <laughs> I'd watch a thirty for thirty. Yeah. What if I told you? <laughs> That's right. There was a thirty. He lo- and the funny thing is, it doesn't. It's not like he's like the other kids are. Su- maybe the other kids are super small or something. But he literally no. looks like a different species. Like <laughs> it's not did. even. It's like he's not even human in those. The He's funny so thing is, bigger. is that he looked just like Andy Reid would look. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know. He Perpetually the fifty-seven mus- years old. Yeah, That's exactly. Sparky he, may, he may have had the mustache, but if he didn't, and you put it on him, he would be Andy Reid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like but the helmet's going, like it's one of those helmets too. It's just like jammed. It's too onto small. His, it's too oh, small it's too for small. him. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's all his face is actually coming out of the face mask. It's it's like the bar is is like creasing his chin. You know what I mean? Like like he's got to I think he's 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 working the single bar. But uh but anyway, so you I interrupted your whole story there. You were talking about Yeah, single bar like Matt Barr, but the kicker was Redskins. Um no, I was just gonna say that George Blanda oh, yeah, um yeah. true story. Uh, was at the punt, pass, and kick at Northwest Northwest. I can't say it. Northwest Youth Youth Center. Well, the field at Northwest, for God's sakes. I think it might be the one my dad's named after. I'm not it's sure. It's literally. It's it's that's a that's a mile and a half from where I'm sitting at this moment. Yes, yes, in your neighborhood. <clears throat> yeah, he was right there, and he was like the you know the guest NFL dude. Um, for for some, and it was you know towards like I said towards the end of his career, probably in the late seventies or or mid seventies. Well, probably been there. like pre bucks, right? Because it oh, was oh way pre bucks, yeah, before seventy six for sure, for yeah, sure. They, because, otherwise, they would have had a bucks guy here. Probably. Right, people were dolphin fans, but they had this right. thing. They had this thing in Tampa uh, or in Saint Petersburg at Northwest Youth Center, and he was there. And um, I was kind of a big Raiders fan growing. I mean, I loved the Dolphins, you know, because they were. Florida's team and they would get into scraps with the Raiders but the Raiders for whatever reason I liked them I think it's because my dad liked Kansas City yeah, yeah and they yeah. were rivals so you always rooted against your dad's team you know what I'm saying whenever they go but um right. but yeah he was there and I thought you know he did he reminded me of a guy that was you know 67 years old he had yeah. this kind of like football creased face you know what I mean like he was just 
leathery and you know and those guys and, are always like they probably lighten up a heater so oh he had a heater for sure yeah <laughs> yeah he, he certainly had a heater and probably a, a budweiser stashed away somewhere to put in the Putting the ashes in the Budweiser can when he was done. It's like, okay. What time get, do I lay get there? A, can we get a picture with you, George? Yeah, sure thing. And then as soon as like, everybody turns, oh, let's get the hell out of here. What are those? <laughs> That's right. That's almost lunchtime, right? We got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, so anyway, but Tom Brady looked great in his Bucks uniform, all three of them. I kind of like the white. The white uniforms are clean, you know. Anyone can wear white, so he, he looked great. Um, speaking of Brady, uh, not for nothing, and another Bucks quarterback, Chris Sims, which, man, I could do do an hour on him. But uh, That's Chris Sims, thirty for thirty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, truly, what have I told you? A guy lost his spleen, and yeah, nobody noticed. Died. Yeah. yeah, really did. Um, Doctor Shroud, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Bruce Allen. Um, We'll have to do a whole podcast on yeah, that. Yeah, that's another that was, 30 for 30. It yeah, is we got like five 30 for 30s lined up here. So let's just do it. We'll just do them all. Yeah. Um, so so Sims is on NBC, you know, that, that show with uh, Mike Florio. Pro Football Live. Um, yeah, yeah Pro Football that? Live. Is that what it is? Pro Football Talk, Pro Football how did, By Live, the way, how did, and I like him. I think he's good. I think Chris Sims yeah. is good. That's like, that's one of those weird, like, how did that happen? I guess you could Are say you that about me? a lot of guys. Like Herb Street's the same way too. It's like, wait a minute, his dad is is Phil Sims. I, I know his dad is. I, well, does, don't you don't think that was like a, a pathway into everything? I suppose it was, but I mean, he's really good, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the chance, and he and he's not really good on it. But it's just that's, like I wouldn't have predicted based on his career that yeah. Chris Simmons would become such a. And like I said, you could say the same thing about Kirk Herb Street. Kirk I'll Herb give you Street, one like, right now. Right yeah. now, Dan Orlovsky's a star. Yeah. Good one. That's a good one. Played like a played like twelve, eleven, twelve seasons, including with the Bucks. Right. And he was on triplets. the roster for twelve. And has triplets, seasons. by the yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, he was on the roster. He didn't play. But, but. hey, more than I, I did. But no, he's yeah. really good. He's really good. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it's weird that. But yeah, Sims has actually uh, carved out a pretty nice career. He has, and he and he'll say, you know, he'll stay stuff. You know what I mean? Like, sure and, and yeah. I don't think it's for shock value. I think he believes it because mm-hmm. I've had these conversations with him, and he'll convince you whether he's right or not. He'll still have an argument. Um, so he'll he he definitely zigs when when you think he's going to zag. A little like you back in the day, you yeah, know, on the yeah, radio yeah. show every day. Like I never knew what to expect. Um, and and so uh, you know, he, but I have noticed that in the years he's been doing this, he's he's always had a little bit of. A little bit of a turn of an. I can't really say what it is. Sort of some shade for Tom Brady. I can't really put my finger on it on why. Huh. I mean, maybe the whole. I don't. I don't really know. I don't think it's personal. I think he just you know just evaluates him. And, and of course, you know, I mean, Brady's going to be forty three, so he's he's outplayed everybody's career and then some at the quarterback position. But he was rank, he's ranking quarterbacks and he started at thirty two and he's work, working his way up. Well, he's up to fifteen. Yeah. And Tom Brady is fifteen. Fifteen this year, yeah, that's that was sort of everybody's reaction until I looked at the list, and you know who was sixteen? Who? Drew Brees. Well, that's you know who was, stupid. You know now. who was seventeen was Phil, was Philip Rivers. So I'm thinking there might be some ageism going Maybe. on here. But then I then I thought about it and I looked further, and you know who twenty was? Jimmy Garoppolo. I saw him fifteen minutes ago with a ten point lead in the fourth quarter against Kansas City in the Super Bowl. He's twenty. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'm buying any of this list. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, obviously, we could probably figure out who the top 15 were after. Or top Maybe. 14 were, I'd right? give you the top four, but there's no way. Like, even in his, you know, age-defying years, my eyes, just my eyes, 
Because I because I could have told you that after Peyton Manning's injury, he he wasn't Peyton Manning, right? I mean, it, the guy was playing with a fused vertebrae and all that, right? But but I've seen enough of Brady last year. I didn't see a lot of him. I see I saw enough of him. His receivers weren't very good. They didn't get separation, all that. Um, he's better than Manning was. I think he's got more than Breeze has physically, but he's not fifteen. Okay, I'll give you. And it was based on just like ranking them right now, power ranking. Time. Right, it wasn't now, power like a, ranks. I'm no. starting a franchise, and this is no, no, no. Because I can no, see no. if I'm starting a franchise, then yeah, yeah oh, of course, because you want a younger guy, list, yeah. and yeah, no, it was just it was just quarterback rankings one through thirty two, right? And you know, Derek Carr was below Brady. I mean, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and like I told you, uh, you know, surprisingly, Jimmy Garoppolo was twenty. But I will give you, and this this is in no, I guess in some order, but I mean. I'll give you Patrick Mahomes to me is number is the number one quarterback. I'll give you him number one sure. because of what he's done. MVP of the league, MVP of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl victory in three, you know, played two seasons and he's been MVP and Super Bowl MVP. <clears throat> I don't think anybody can do what he does right now. Then I'll say, okay, in some combination, right? Lamar Jackson, because he was the MVP of the league sure. last year. Different guy, not a not a pocket passer. I mean, different, totally different quarterback than what the conventional is, then I'll say like either Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, one, two, somewhere in there, right, at, at three and four. And then after that, I'm willing to negotiate Brady or anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't know I'm going to, you know, give you give me Ryan Tannehill, you know, over Tom Brady. I don't know that I'm going to take, um, you know, some of, some of these other quarterbacks that haven't won Super Bowls. You know what I mean? I mean, right. you Ben Roethlisberger, okay, maybe, but I haven't seen Ben play he healthy in a year in a while. You know what I'm saying? So I would put Brady ahead of him because I, when healthy, sure, Ben's terrific and and he's younger, but um, but Brady's somewhere between to, for me five and ten, right? I mean, like if somewhere. you're right, if you're if you're ranking him fifteen, and I, again, I we can you can make arguments, and you made some right there. We could. You could say, uh, you know, Pat, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar sure. Jackson and Aaron sure. Rodgers. Russell Wilson. And yeah. Russell Wilson. If you want to throw in there, if if you think Carson Wentz is. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, I'll listen to it. I don't agree I'll, with it, but Deshaun I'll listen Watson, to it. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, maybe Dak Prescott. Maybe. But maybe. I'm t- but, when, but, but now, Rick, if you rank him at 15, then you're going to have to have a couple guys like Phillip Rivers, like mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan could like, be in there. Like a Matt Stafford, maybe. Like mm-hmm. a Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler I'm not Murray, sure I'm I, ready to I, think, I think Kyler Murray's definitely ahead of Brady in these rankings. I'm not sure be. I'm ready to go that far yet. And if I'm yeah. having a, if I have a, 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 like right now for the Bucs season, going into this season, who would I rather, as my quarterback this year, Kyler Murray mm-hmm. or Matt Stafford or Ben Roethlisberger or Tom mm-hmm. Brady like I'm, or Phillip Rivers? Right. Even Dak? Prescott, right. I think I'm t- taking Brady. If you've got to win a Super Bowl, and that's what this is about, right, these next two years, you've got to win a Super Bowl. Like, you're all in, 67-year-old head coach, a team that's kind of kind of in between. Frankly, they've got some some older players on offense uh, and a couple older players on defense and some young guys. on. The, I mean, they're kind of a mix. But they're definitely going for it, right? I mean, and you should go for it every year. But let's, you know, clearly they, they want to get over the hump. They tried Jameis Winston for five years. There's plenty of pieces here. I don't know that there's many quarterbacks you would want ahead of Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. assuming the or Mahomes Drew, uh, for, available. Quite frankly, Drew Brees as well, and I'm not a right. You know, I, I don't. I would not. I, and I like Drew Brees a lot. I wouldn't take him over Brady now. I think Brees is. I really do believe that Brees' arm, which is somehow still attached to his body, 
I think I think it is starting to to fall off. I yeah. do. I think I, can I see think that. he doesn't throw the ball down the field as much. Um, you know, I think it probably helped him that he that he kind of messed up his thumb last year because it frankly, you know, at the end of the year he looked he was throwing the ball really well and, and, and a lot of times older players, much like Jason Pierre Paul a year ago, you know, had the neck thing and then when he came back it probably helped him in the long run because he saved his legs and he ended up with right. eight and a half sacks in ten games. That's the way it is with older guys. Um, even Brady, when he when he was suspended, probably had his best year statistically, and that that's the year he came back and, and won a Super Bowl, beating Atlanta with a you know down twenty eight to three, and I think he threw like twenty eight touchdowns and two interceptions right mm-hmm. after missing the first four weeks. I think that helped him. There's no question he does some things a little different. And what Sim said was, look, he's always been a guy that can make the throws, and he still thinks he can make all the throws. He didn't he didn't wrap him for his his arm. Um, but he said he won't stand in there and and take the hit. Like he's not going to stand there, look down the barrel, know the guy's going to come open and just get blasted. And I'm thinking that's just smart at this age. You know, exactly. like like I, you got to play 16 games. You're not, you know, you're 43. You want to play in the Super Bowl? To hell with September. You know, to hell with October. To hell with third and seven. I mean. And, and, and the coaches I've talked to, you can see this on film. It is true that from the standpoint, if Brady sees a guy win off the line of scrimmage, and you can't see everything, but if he sees a guy win and, and he knows that, you know, I'm going to get blasted or sacked here. And I think Manning did this at the end of his career too. He throws the ball away really early. He just chucks it in the stands. I mean, he just, he's not going to sit there and let a guy have a shot at him. Right, but but I think that's the experience more than, you know, he doesn't have the mobility because he never had mobility. No, you know, no, so. no, and I agree with you a hundred percent on this because you look at guys who do stick stick in there. Ben Roethlisberger is stuck in there his whole career, and he's missed a ton of games because of it. And right. last year, it it cost him a playoff spot because he wasn't there and they had nobody behind him. And right. you have other guys like Jameis, for instance, who will mm-hmm. stick around and make plays and try to make a play. And puts his team in a worse spot. I'd rather have fourth and seven, yeah. and punting from my own third. That's the game, yeah. Then throw. Then the other team has it first and ten at the fifty now because I threw it into somebody somebody else's arms. So right. I mean, I get that. I get uh, where maybe where Chris Sims is coming from, but I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily think it's a flaw uh, that that he's. And he's, he's not really a check down a Charlie. I mean, he still he still will throw the ball down the field. Like I said, they didn't have great receivers last year that that got behind people. Um, but he'll still he still has the arm to do it. Um, but you know, getting rid of the ball is the thing, right? You you want to get it out of your hands and, and and let a guy play play. So I I think look if Brady gets to play, he's of course we know he's been working out at Berkeley. I don't know if you heard that he's working out at Berkeley Prep. They got helicopters flying over top now. <laughs> spy planes, drones, U two. What do what they call those spy planes? The U twos. Yeah. What I? It's on the. <laughs> I think Russia's got got a satellite over there with images. I'm pretty sure everybody has taken a picture of Berkeley. Berkeley Prep now, its enrollment has been shut down. There there are people coming from all over the country, trying to get into this private school in town and country, but. Um, Seriously, charge admission, let people watch the practice, and they could, I'm, I'm sure, make up for any lost enrollment. For I'm glad you said that, because here's the thing. Like, um, they're behind a gate. You know, there was a lot of rancor when we, we published the pictures or whatever, which, you know, was just taken with a with a high-powered camera you could bat 300 with. But, um, 
but you know, it's. I understand the pandemic, and I understand why the league has rules, and they want safety, and they don't want guys getting together, particularly when they would have back in March and stuff like that. And st- certain states were, you know, still stay-at-home orders and things. Like all of that, it makes sense to me. By the same token, if a bunch of guys are going to get together on a practice field, right, right? Doesn't it make more sense they do it at their facility? where the field is made of regular grass instead of artificial turf, or if they're going to go inside, they got a whole big building over there, right? And and so what if, I mean, this whole thing that you were going to have a bunch of guys get together and they're going to run their own practice, mm-hmm. is that better? No, I think I think you're, you're exactly right. And I was wondering the same thing all along. And I get why, I guess I get why they're doing it this way, Rick. I get, you know, it's, they're trying they're, to, to discourage, you yeah. know, spread and all that. Right, and there, but it does seem like having them at their own facility, as you mentioned, with all the amenities that they have over there. Yeah, God forbid somebody gets hurt. Well, that's the thing, and and you have medical staff there that can treat them right away. Yeah, uh, and you have the security measure of it all. Right, you know, where the where the guys can practice and and be left alone. So. Yeah, I don't really The only helicopter that. flying over there is landing at TGH, unfortunately, or yeah, exactly. uh, one of those hospitals over there. But exactly. um, we did have a chance to talk to uh, to Byron Lefwich on Tuesday, and that was the final Zoom call, I guess, of the offseason until they come back, presumably maybe have a, a quarterback camp or rookie camp on July 15th. We'll see. Are those things weird, by the way, those Zoom calls? Like, I, I've been, you know on, what? No, I've not, been on a bunch of Zoom calls. They're not bad. They're okay. not bad. I, I've actually... You know, there, there is, as you know, Tom, there's a silver lining to every cloud. And the thing is, is that I really, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. Um, I don't, this is not, to me, the best way to cover things um, in a conference setting. You know, usually you like to be able to go and talk to players one-on-one or coaches or whatnot. And I don't think we'll ever see the inside of a locker room. And I, and I think, I think part of that will be an excuse because I don't think that teams really wanted us in there anyway. Um, but aside from that, they, they haven't been bad because typically in the OTAs, we would get one player and or coach and we would all kind of stand in a scrum anyway. Right. So you're doing it virtually. They call on you. You know, you raise your hand virtually uh, on the electronics uh, there. And, um, you know, the, the, he did 20, 20, 25 minutes of sitting down and, and um, fielding questions. And it's not it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. It's right, not a right, bad right. format. You know, like I. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What I'm wondering is, and I've talked to Bob Glover about this, um, the president of the NFLPA, when we get to... By the way, one of the great all-time names. Bob Glover? Bob Glover. <laughs> it's a great name. It, you can actually say it backwards. It's the same. It's Glover Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those names. It's like, hi, I'm Bob Glover. I'm Glover Bob. It's the same thing. It's tremendous. It's, yeah, it's great. It's great. Bob's a great guy. TV Bob, we called him because he was on that uh, back before... Uh, 
first take was the debate show. You can't be serious. Scott cold Bailey. pizza, right? Was it cold pizza? It was, it was cold pizza, and then and then it was. And you first used to take. be, a, and then you were on there a lot. We were regulars. We we had um, cover two. We called it, and there was because uh, there was two of us, and we'd do NFL news and notes. And we and then you used to now correct me if I'm wrong. Back yeah. in the day, you would debate Skip Bayless. I did. I did. You go were the up original to- Stephen A. <laughs> no, Richard, Richard E. Let me just tell you, had I known, had I known what well, you I gotta tell, to do. I don't know if, I, how, if you've told the story on the podcast, like you used to tell me a little bit about it. Like, what was it like debating Skip? Because he was he kind of played dirty, wasn't he, a little bit? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you had to know this because um, he uh, he would set you up pretty good. Because you'd have like got, pre-meetings and stuff. Yeah, right? I got tipped off because the, the pre-production meetings are like at – Six o'clock in the morning, something stupid like that. Like, You'd fly up to Bristol. You go this, to right? Bristol. You well, you fly into Hartford. You take a car. Um, you know, ESPN sends you a card from Hartford. And you take that into Bristol. You stay. You stayed at the same hotel. It was like a residence. And there's like three hotels in the entire town. You know, in 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 Hartford, or the greater Bristol Hartford area. And um, I'm sure Disney uh, has stock in all of them. Yeah, and you you'd stay at a, like a residence in, which was nice. I mean, yeah. or is that the one with the like the suites? Is that yeah? I think that's it, right? The residence in. I think so. Yeah, they're all Sounds kind right. of the same. Yeah. But you know, so Bayless, what he would do is like he lived in New York. I think he still does, and he'd come down, you know, like on a Monday, and he'd stay. And then, well, I think you know, now he lives back then. He did. Yeah, I think now he yeah, lives back in LA. then. I guess he lives in L.A. now, right? Does New York? No, no, do- they'd still do it in. Uh, I no, think still, he does, oh, he's he does, on Fox now. He's on Fox now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But back was, in the day when he was in I think you're right about that. I think you're right. He lived in New York, and he would come in on Monday, and he'd be done. Of course, you're done by 9 a.m. on Friday, right? Sort of like radio when we did it. And so you'd have your whole weekend. But So you, you stay there, you get the early call, and you go in the production meeting, and um, you would sit around, and they'd have topics, you know, and it would be Tom Brady rated 15th. Go. What do you think? You know, and you'd go. I think that's really low. You know, like I'm. I'll give you. I'll give you. You know, there's only four guys better than Tom Brady. You know, and you, you right. And so then they go, Skip. What do you think? And if Skip at that time, because Woody Page had moved on, so they were they were kind of they were waiting to find Stephen A. Basically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but at that time that wasn't the whole show. Like they had they had four debate segments. And then the rest of it was news. And then you'd have cover two like we would do. You'd have uh, Buster Olney would come on and do baseball news. You know, it was, it was kind of a combination news variety show. Right. And then four times an hour or four times a show, um, you'd have this debate and you'd have a topic. And so they'd go over these topics. And some of them, they just if, if Skip didn't like the topic, they'd look at him and Skip. What's funny about Skip is that if you know him personally, he's exactly the opposite of what he appears to be on TV. Right. Like, he's the most mild-mannered, soft-spoken, you know, um, runs all the time, tremendous fitness, you know, like, nice guy, you know, kind of thing. Um, and he would he would say almost nothing. And and so I was tipped off, and I was told, hey, be careful with when, with, when you go in there to debate Skip. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, he's been doing this forever. Of course, he's going to chew me up, you know. He goes, no, no, no. When they ask you what you think, don't say much. <laughs> go, why? Like, you know, and of course the producers wanted you to say, because they kind of wanted to sample, like, did you have passion for this topic or not? And, and they go, well, because he's going to use it against you. <laughs> I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, because he's going to hear every one of your arguments. 
right? And then and then he'll know what you're going to say. But worse than that, he'll say it for you. So the way it would go would be like, hey, Tom Brady, okay, 15th overall in the league this year ranking, go. And I'd be like, no way. There's four guys. He's maybe five. You know what I mean? Like, And I'd go and tell you, well, I'll tell you, you know what, Brady can still make all the throws. Right down the line, right? And Skip would just go, yeah, I'll take the other side. And then they'd go to the debate, right? And it's like, all right, uh, here's our question of the of the day or the debate. Now, now you're uh, on the air. Now this is now on you're the on air. air. Right? Now you're on the air, right? You've done this whole thing. He said nothing in the production system, basically. He said nothing, right? He's just like, yeah, I'll go the other side. I'll go the other way. So you get on there, and invariably, they go, Tom Brady, 15th or no? Skip, what do you think? And everything you had said in the production meeting, <laughs> he, shoots he, says, he says and shoots down before you can say it the first time. And it was just like, so you're left there with like no ammunition, no, no vest, no bayonet, nothing. You're, you're disarmed completely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're just like, and it's, it's like, it's, you know, you can look really bad really fast. But, of course, him and Stephen A. Well, you know, it, ago, it reminds me, of, it's a little bit similar to a story years ago. Um, there was a guy named Stan Fischler who was a legend hockey. He wrote like a million hockey books. You know, okay. like Heroes of Hockey. And it would be like these books. I'm sure he cranked that in, you know, a half a day. And it would and sell them in the hockey news. And, and he was yeah. he was sort of Make the... Make a lot uh, of money. Yeah, yeah. And he was sort of the... Um, like, he always had, like, rumors going, you know, like, oh, this guy's going to get traded for this guy. But anyway, he was legend in New York. And he's, I, I believe he's still, he's still alive. I don't think he's on TV anymore. But yeah. um, he used to be on the intermission of New Jersey Devils hockey games. So I'm covering the Lightning... And uh, the, a kid comes up to me, like a producer kid comes up to me, goes, hey, can you come on and join Stan in the first intermission, talk about the lighting? And I said, yeah, sure. And they give you like a gift certificate or whatever. Come on. you know. So mm-hmm. I go in sure. there, and, we, and we're getting ready to go on the air, and I come down there, and they wanted me to come down there with like a minute left in the period or whatever. So I go down this little studio. It's like right near the benches. Go in there, and uh, and I and I had met him before, but he's, and like I said, he's he's a nice guy, and he goes, that's on my stamp fish. He goes, hey, you work at the Tampa Tribune? Is that right? And I said, no, actually, I, I'm at the St. Petersburg Times. And he goes, I thought you worked at the Tribune. I go, well, I used to. I don't work there yeah, anymore. Yeah, moved over, the yeah. St. Petersburg Times. He goes, oh, okay. He goes, and I'm, we're going to talk about the Lightning. I, they're getting sold. And this is when the Lightning was about to be sold. Yeah. He says, I'm hearing this uh, Gavin Maloof is going to buy the team. Is that right? I go, oh, no, no, it's uh, – Bill Davidson is the leading guy now. He goes, Bill who? Bill what? I said, Bill Davidson. He goes, who's he? I said, oh, he's, he's the owner of the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he's, he's kicked the tires once before, but it looks like he's the leading candidate to get it. You gave him like the whole biography. Okay, yeah. He goes, okay. He goes, and right before we go, he goes, what's, wait, what's the guy's name again? I go, Bill Davidson. He goes, Bill Davidson. Okay, I know where this is going. So then we go on here. He goes, all right, welcome back. And the one, the Devils lead the lightning one, nothing. We're joined right now by Tom Jones. He 
He used to work at the Tampa Tribune. Now St. Pete doesn't really matter. He knows his stuff about hockey. Like so, he never really properly introduced me. <laughs> right, and right. he goes, uh, "Tom, let's talk about the sell the Tampa Bay Lightning." My sources telling me Bill no. Davidson, <laughs> no. owner of the Detroit Pistons, is going to be didn't. the next owner of the Lightning. What do your sources say? <laughs> So I look. Now I got My a choice. My is sitting right next to you, Jack. Okay, right, right. I got a choice. I could, I could totally call him out, and I look at him and I go, "Stan, your sources are right on the money as usual." Uh, and I go into a big. And as soon as we get done, he goes, "Ah, oh, you're a good kid. You're a good kid." Ooh, wow. and, the guy, oh. and the guy I'm walking out of producers like, "Sorry about that, man." I'm like, "No, it's fine. Like that's how it works. I get it." But he that's treated a, me nice. He's actually a very sweet man. Like I always liked him. I thought Stan's a great guy. But, but that's exactly. I mean, that was the thing. Like Skip, Skip would like totally, totally steal everything you had and just <laughs> and and not to use it for himself, but to to rather just like just just kill every point you had. And so right. that when you go, what do you think, Rick? And you're like, I think. Nothing. Well, that thing he said. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, like know. Skip was saying, <laughs> yes, exactly. You <laughs> just like dumbfounded. So anyway, we had a chance to uh, to talk to Byron Leftwich on the Zoom. But you were Zoom talking call. about Bob Glaber. You're talking about Bob. Glauber. Oh, Bob Glaber. Yeah, Glaber. Bob. And about oh, uh, going uh, in about, locker rooms and yeah, locker rooms. I don't with the Zoom calls. Like I don't think we're there's a there's a chance, and, and I want to I don't want to quote Bob a little bit here. I'll paraphrase, but he, you know, they're negotiating. They don't. Nobody knows what the league is going to look like. I mean, these days, first of all, I wake up and it's Tuesday every day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, you know, or Saturday, depending on, on, on your, your point of view. My kids, it's Saturday every day. For me, it's Tuesday. <laughs> but um, so, you know, 12 weeks, 10 weeks, whatever it is, that's an eternity in the COVID world, right? Right. Uh, or the political world or any world that we live in now. It just seems like everything changes so fast. So... You know, I'm reading where they're talking about, you know, testing these guys three days three days a week. By then, they think there's a 90% chance they'll be saliva test, whatever. Um, but, you know, you hope that we're going to get to see, you know, practice. You hope you're going to get to see games. And I, I don't know what, what protocols we would have to go through or how many of us, they would, you know, the media they would allow even in the building. Certainly, we could distance in these media rooms, you know. The White House does it. I mean, they get tested, but whatever. Um, we could do stuff outside, whatever. And and the thing is, the reality is, is that I'm not sure that we will. In fact, I was told is like you know maybe you'll go to games, but like I'm not sure we'll ever be in the same room with Tom Brady the whole year, right? Like unless you may that be at room the is stadium. the super, unless that room is the Superdome, like yeah, right. A very yeah, exactly. It's like a big you'll be room. In the, yeah, you'll be in the stadium, but you're not going to ever be in an interview room or right, a locker right, room. Right. Like you might be in the same building, but they'll be behind a camera or in front of a camera, and you're watching them sort of zoom like from another part of the building, which would be so weird. It would be really <laughs> and, weird. And so yeah. bad um, in many ways for what we do, but you take what you can get, and that that might you know that might be the way it goes. We don't really know, so. Um, but anyway, uh, just to wrap up on the whole Zoom call and Byron left, which uh, this this kind of wrapped up the off season for them until they do something in July. But um, so we have talked to Byron left, which if you remember when Brady got here, almost within a few days there was that TMZ story. He became TMZ Tom there for a while, where he who went to this dude's house looking for Leftwich's place, right? And he just kind of like I don't know who does this by the way, but he just walked through the guy's door. 
<laughs> you know, like, first of all, why is your door not locked? I never realize you're in South Tampa. Maybe you think you're safe, but like my door is always locked. If it's not locked, we look at each other and go, you didn't lock the door. No, Who you didn't, didn't lock, lock the, the door. door. Yeah, it's right. And I live behind a gate. Like it's not, <laughs> even, you know what I'm saying? But I'm still nervous about it. So I think it's just um, instinct for most people. Like, yeah, yeah, kind of. But that's the way it goes. But, but this, this guy, you know, comes down, Mr. Brady um, Mr. Fancy Pants and just, and just, you know, walks through what he thought was Byron Leftwich's house. Turns out to be a neighbor's house. Leftwich lived next door and the houses looked pretty much the same. They're like cookie cutter type houses over by McDill or somewhere. And so the guy came in and the dude, the dude that lived there was sitting at the kitchen table. This is all reported by TMZ back right. in the day. And, and he's looks up and it, it's, it's freaking Tom Brady. I mean, this is like, you know, at this point you're thinking, if you've done any kind of drugs that day, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you're like looking if you're for even, cameras at that point. If, like, yeah, this is if you've been taking Tylenol I mean. or someone's pulling something, you're like, blah, 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 Tom, you're Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And so, but Brady just walks in and according to this guy, carrying a couple of duffel bags, right? Um, and looks Brady's up at carrying goes, duffel bags. Brady's carrying duffel bags. And the guy looks up at him and goes, can I help you? <laughs> like... You know, and and Brady just kind of thought, well, it's just a dude in Byron's house. And he goes, what? Wait. And then he realizes he's not in the right house. He goes, I think you're looking for the guy next door. It's like, oh, oh, you know, and he takes his double bags and goes next door. And it's, so we had a chance to finally talk to Leftwich. And, of course, I got one. I'm on vacation, so to speak. And I, I listened in and I got one question. And, of course, my question was, hey, can we go back to, like, March <laughs> to where – when Brady went to your house and went to the wrong house and like, what was that meeting all about? And what was in the duffel bag? Exactly. That's the first, that's the question right out of the gate. Like what's Be, because what's Mike Florio, du- who carries duffel bags, right? Mike, Mike Florio, you know, at the time wrote on pro football talk, like there were footballs in those duffel bags. He was going there to work out. Like this is, the, this is illegal. He's not supposed to, you know, and at the time we were still stay at home in Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, Florio made this big thing about it, and the league went, mm, no, I don't see anything here. It's like, we've been down this road with football yeah, so we, man. We We're sus- done. Boss, we suspended him for a lot more than this, okay? Come on. You know, because if those gate. footballs weren't deflated, we're not interested right. at this point. Yeah. Right. If you, don't, if you can't give me the PSI in those footballs <laughs> that you said he had in those duffel bags, I'm not, even, I'm not even looking at you. So, yeah, so it went nowhere, but um, had a chance to ask about it. So, you know me, I'm not one to stir up any trouble. Um, so I asked him, right, Dr. Straub, <laughs> first of all, Byron goes, he goes, Hey man, I don't know nothing about no duffel bag, <laughs> <laughs> which, I mean, which I is like almost this. like, right. You might as well just say, I, I right, right now I'd like to ask for an attorney, please. on my phone call, like we're just asking a question, man. We call that pleading the fifth. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know nothing, nothing about, about no, du- no duffel bag. <laughs> so there was that. And then, and then it was, he goes, well, you know, man, he goes, look, I'm, that's what we do. He goes, uh, you know, I'm old school. And for me, like I write everything down, you know, like I had all these notes, man, you know, all the offense and I, I write all these notes out and, and I'm thinking to myself, first of all, you're only 38, 39 years old. You're not that old school. You're right. younger than the quarterback who's walking in the neighbor's house, you know? And then secondly, um, so he's going over there to pick up legal pads? What are we talking about? Yeah, here? like what's yeah, right. We're writing I everything mean, these, down. 
they 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 mailed a surface to, by you know Amazon delivered a surface to you know Gronkowski in in New England with a playbook, right? You know, you just had to turn the damn thing on. Um, but yeah, so apparently, you must have great handwriting because I'll tell you what: if somebody tried to read what I wrote, crazy. Uh, so I don't know what those kids were doing, but um, but you know. <laughs> Tom Brady is a buck. That's, That's what my know. favorite quote of the offseason. I don't know nothing about no duffel bags. <laughs> I, first of all, first of all, I know nothing about no duffel bag. I don't know where that came from. Does a guy make up a duffel bag? Like, is that just like he thought he saw a duffel bag? How do you how do you think you saw two duffel bags? Apparently, you did. You did see a duffel bag. Yeah. Uh, final thing: Pro Bowl is in Las Vegas. Tommy, you want to go? No, with that crazy mayor they have out there and all that. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is okay. <laughs> Maybe we should save this for the next podcast. Okay, but, we can. No, but I'm. I don't, maybe I'm. Maybe a crazy Rick. No, we'll save it for the next podcast. There'll be reason All for right. people to come back. I think, That's I, have a good a, I think I have a good one. Yeah, we got a good one. Uh, come back tomorrow. You'll listen to Tom Jones talk about the Pro Bowl in Vegas, and I'll tell you my <laughs> Las Vegas football story. Uh, you won't want to miss that. So. Tommy, always great talking with you, buddy. Got to do it again. We'll do it again tomorrow. That sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. You got to make sure you're with us again tomorrow with Tom Jones. We'll pick up right there and tell you our Las Vegas stories as well. Tom Jones on tomorrow's podcast. Hey, remember, we're going to have a mailbag segment as well later this week. Get your questions in. You can do that uh, by reaching us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at Tampa Bay. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.